So, so where we've got to then is we've had this moment of the power of confession. Remember these, these uh, talks that we're looking at aren't like, oh yeah, we did that that Sunday, wasn't it? In just at the end of July, we kind of, oh yeah, we've done confession. I know this is building blocks for our life moving forward of saying, oh yeah, we want to be those who live with that pace rhythm of confession. Then from that, the, the, the power of what communion is. And then from here, we're going to get to look at celebration. And um, to be honest, when we were praying, talking as a team of like, who do we get to share on celebration? There's just like one name that just continuously came out, to be honest. Uh, and that was uh, Vince Rickett. Um, before we welcome him, I think for me, Vince probably is the person who stimulates and pushes me into celebrating more of who God is, regardless of circumstances, than anyone else on the planet. Uh, I think Vince's journey with cancer, which he's been on, which he never really talks about, um, and I did get permission to say, can I, uh, that he's been on for seven years, uh, that he is living a life that no one expected him at this point to be living. And I think for me, um, Vince's story within that is one where however hard he is squeezed by whatever this life has to throw at him, Jesus comes out and celebration of Jesus. I think for me, I'm always mindful of a a Sunday after um, Vince was recovering from a major op, but you never knew it was major because he was always smiling and didn't make anything of it. I knew it was major because I knew what he'd been through. I knew it was major because he was having to be wheeled in in a wheelchair and with a blanket over him because he shouldn't have really been with us, but he couldn't not be with us. I remember he was there looking pretty frail uh, for Vince and worship started. And then after the first song, you suddenly heard this cry of praise to Jesus from a guy in a wheelchair. And you just thought, man, if he is willing to celebrate, surely I can. And therefore, I want us to do two things. As we do this thing that we kind of welcome, it isn't a kind of welcome, oh, yeah, let's just clap. No, no, as we do it, it's a moment of two things that are going on in each person. One is it's we're opening ourselves saying, God, I'm receiving this person to hear everything that you want to deposit through them to me. But for Vince, I want us to do something of just saying, and we celebrate Vince in Jesus' story through your story. Can we welcome him? You're very kind. Good morning. Are you well? Yes. I'm well. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get straight into it this morning if we can. I love the preamble. I'd love to, but I want to get right into it. It's a real, even doing this is a discipline for me, if if you know me. Celebration. I'm going to start with a quote. And it's from Richard Foster. Celebration is central to all the spiritual disciplines. Without a joyful spirit of festivity, the discipline becomes dull. I want us to explore today how we as a community can build celebration as a regular rhythm in our gatherings. Turn with me if you would, if you have your Bibles or it'll come up on the screen to Philippians 4. Philippians 4 and verse 4. In fact, let's do something different. Let's read it together. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. I want us to look at the reason for celebration, the reality of celebration, and the rhythm of celebration. The reason for celebration. It is my guess that many will have been to a party. We prepare, certainly when I'm thinking about a party, I think about the person, if it's their birthday, think about what that person means. When I get to the party, I engage with conversation. I uh, dance, maybe. <laughs> there's laughter, there's food, and there's people watching. Come on, it's a thing. <laughs> Each time we gather, we get to party. We get to celebrate. We get to rejoice in the Lord. You see, Jesus is central to our celebrating. The reason, the, he's the reason why we celebrate. His life, his death, and his resurrection has burst into history. But he has transformed our lives. There was a time when our lives were in darkness. Sin controlled our lives. But Jesus has taken us out of darkness and brought us into his marvelous light. We celebrate with our voices. We praise, we sing, we shout, with or without music and instruments. We celebrate in prayer and in quietness. At times, as we've just done, we celebrate over a meal, the Lord's Supper. We celebrate Jesus together and we encounter his presence together. And you know this, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. The reason we celebrate is because Jesus has won our hearts. And it's out of our hearts that the mouth speaks, that the mouth celebrates, that we celebrate. I remember as a child becoming a follower of Jesus. And one of the ways that I used to express um, joy at having received Christ is this. We sang hymns together at school. And I used to just sing it with all gusto I could have, singing it out. Can you imagine me? A little, well, never mind. <laughs> you can, okay. <laughs> singing it out with gusto from my heart because I delight in him. He's the reason for my celebration. What about the reality of celebration then? When we read the words, rejoice in the Lord always, there can be two responses that are going on. Get real. Or we could ask the question, how? And I want to work with the second. Is that okay? In Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, it says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
These verses acknowledge that there are anxieties in life. Can you identify with that? These anxieties are not to be ignored. I like the way the Message Bible puts it. Next slide. Thank you. Instead of worry, instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. When we gather, we can bring our anxieties and concerns as an offering, as a prayer. As we offer our concerns to him, we are entrusting everything to him. For some of us, this is our offering today, even before we celebrate a little bit more, and that's okay. As we place our trust in him, he promises that his peace, which transcends all understanding, will keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So reality check. When we, leave, when, when we have troubles, our hearts and our minds are affected. That's reality. When we pray and the peace of God comes, in that moment, the kingdom of God is being revealed. Because it says in one place, the kingdom of God is, is not meat and drink. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. When I was diagnosed in 2011 with cancers, in that moment, the peace of God which transcends all understanding, came. Was I concerned about the future? Absolutely. There was no guarantees that today would happen. But every single day, his peace, which transcends all understanding, keeps my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. I'm able to celebrate in the reality of living with cancer because I trust and entrust the one who holds the future. The rhythm of celebration. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. What can we do then to make celebration a daily rhythm? I want to suggest two things. Relax and remember. What does relax look like? Pretty much like now. <laughs> Life is to be enjoyed, so let's enjoy it. Remember, two things here. Firstly, remember to say thank you. Remember to say thank you to the Lord and to the people in the places that we uniquely find ourselves. Philippians 4.6 says, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So what, what might that look like practically? Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for life, for breath. Thank you, Lord, for your provision as I walk through my recovery. Thank you, Lord, for my employment. Thank you, Lord, as you walk with me in unemployment. Understanding and appreciating the provision of God in our lives daily helps us to celebrate. And so, when Deb cooks me a meal, 
saying thank you. And you think, well, that's what you do naturally. Do we? Do we thank the person that we travel on the bus with? The person that's driving the bus, we get off the bus and we say, do we say thank you? Or do we just get off the bus? Celebrating life, celebrating these moments draws us back to him who is the reason for our celebration. Thank you. A second rhythm I want to suggest is not only to remember to say thank you, but remember to pause, to center, and continue. Heard that before? I enjoy physical activity. So if there are things to be done around the home, if there's some decorating to do, if there's some ironing to do, I do ironing, (laughs) or helping others, that is naturally what I would do. I can quickly get into activity and move from one thing to another without little thought as to how I'm doing, particularly in the area of my energy levels. I I just don't think about it. I I get into the zone and I do it. So let's take a Tuesday, for example. I spend the morning down here on a Tuesday at South Street. When I get home, I'm learning, notice learning, I'm learning to pause. <laughs> there have been a number of people, as you, you heard in, earlier in terms of community and confession, that, that have encouraged me to even get to this point. So on a, Tuesday morning, on a Tuesday afternoon when I get home, I pause. And I take, in that moment of centering on Jesus, I take a moment to thank him, to rejoice at the fact that he's even given me the strength to be able to do that morning. So I pause, I center on him, I reflect, and then I continue. And what does continuing look like? I've got to sleep. (laughs) Pause, center, continue will probably look different for you. But remember to thank to say thank you, remember, to pause, to center, continue. So we celebrate, the person we, we celebrate is Jesus. He's the reason of our celebration. We, re, we be real. We can relax before him and we can remember to say thank you, to pause, to center on him and to continue. Let's finish like this. Rejoice in the Lord always and I say it again. Rejoice. First of all, that probably needs some action then uh, to rejoice. Can I get us to stand where we are? Uh, if we can stand, if we can't stand, that's okay. Uh, and just having stood, I wonder if I can get us, just while the band um, gets set up, I want us to practically do something of what Vince has shared. And that is that I want us to pause for a moment. In our pause, I want us to close our eyes now. And in us closing our eyes, we're going to center on Jesus. And how I want to do that is I want us to lift our hands to him. And as we lift our hands to him, what we're saying is, Jesus, here's my life. Here's the stuff that I'm anxious and concerned about. 
here's the stuff that's going on, the stuff that no one else knows, and I, I just present it to you. And Jesus, I lift this stuff to you. I receive your peace. I trust you. You're with me. Just for different ones of us, just even now, Holy Spirit just comes and brings the reality of that peace to our lives. And then we say, Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for the life that you've afforded me. I thank you that I get to receive afresh now of that life. And that Jesus, you're longing to cause me to see more and more of it. And then from this point, we then just take a moment and say, so in this moment, not because of circumstances, but because of who you are, Jesus. Because of your life, death, and resurrection. Because now, as I've celebrated in communion, nothing will ever separate me from the love of you. As we heard from Matt, I'm forever unconditionally loved. Accepted. I now come and I celebrate, I rejoice in you.